Yeah, you know, I wasn't really going to do any more podcasting uh, this week anyway. Uh, and then I just stumbled upon some old uh, football footage. Greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams, of course. And um, I was thinking about it. I uh, just looking at the older, older Super Bowls, the ones the Rams were in, and then all the other ones. And I was like, whatever, you know, maybe I'll just do a little uh, short little cast. Um, and talk about these uh, great Super Bowls, because they were great. And um, probably my favorite was the 08 uh, Giants, uh, of course. A, a big win over the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots. I think I've already talked about that one. As I turn the doors down, because L.A. Woman's a great song. Uh, and Super Bowl's in L.A. Sunday, big, big day. I think it's, uh, well, not really a big day for me, but... Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll make some money, you know, helping the people out, staying sober out there. Uh, so I, I'll drive them for Uber and Lyft. And if anybody needs a ride, you know, regardless of uh, who you are and uh, what you're about, you know, as long as you're a good person, I'll give you a ride. That's uh, that's the deal. Just mind your business. I'll mind mine and uh, I'll get you home safe. How about that? Good. Good stuff. OK. Um, but uh you know, it's interesting. These Super Bowls, the halftime show, I feel like, used to be a bigger deal. Does anybody else feel that way? I, I You know, looking at the 08, my favorite Super Bowl probably, the 08 Super Bowl, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers was the halftime show. And I love Tom Petty. Everybody knows Mary Jane's Last Dance. Uh, but, but uh, you know, Free Fallen and uh, uh, what else? Probably my favorite is uh, Won't Back Down. They do a great rendition in Gainesville at the University of Florida halftime, sh- or the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, and there are many other great Tom Petty songs, but I love Tom Petty, man. Uh, baby, break down, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I should have done a simulcast. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. Um that was a great Super Bowl, but I think the halftime shows did used to be bigger. Although I remember one year, I think I was at my aunt's house or something. And, uh, some of the older adults were like complaining because they didn't like U two, and I I can't think of the Super Bowl that it was. I want to say maybe O three. Who was the O three halftime show? No, that one was uh, Shania Twain, no doubt, and Sting. <laughs> That's interesting. What are they gonna do? Uh, walk in on the man i feel like a woman uh ex-girlfriend i don't know what do you do with no doubt and shania twain um what shit is bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s man i feel like a woman and then you go right to sting's uh where do you go to english man in new york i don't know (laughs) it's interesting um you know, there's more good. There's a lot of good police sting. Well, sting and the police. I don't know about just strictly sting. Although Fields of Gold, one of my favorites, actually, uh, maybe my favorite sting song. In fact, you maybe maybe you start with that. Although it's like just kind of gets the whole vibe down. It's more of a uh, end of the night. Uh, uh, I don't know. I want to say dive bar, but that it's not a typical dive bar song. But I just recall when I was serving at a restaurant. Um, like 18 19 years old and we had this guy that was singing and he was um he would play that song and he had a very good voice he tried out for american idol 
Um, it was not uh, Constantine Maroulis. <laughs> it was not uh, David Cook or whatever the guy from Kansas City. It was not. Uh, it was not Clay Aiken. Um, it was not Jordan Sparks. It was not Bubba Sparks either. Uh, <laughs> and it was not. Um, who am I thinking of? The the last time that I voted for anything? Oh yeah, Ruben Sutter. It was the last time I voted for anything. Was voting for Ruben Sutter in American Idol. Uh, and then <laughs> who's the other one? It, it was not Fantasia, right? It was not Fantasia. Although I feel like she did play in the halftime show at some point. Maybe I don't know. Um, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, we had the singer at the dive bar, and he was good, and um, he. Did Fields of Gold. So the one with U2, though, um, it was strictly U2, this particular Super Bowl. It was uh, the Rams and Patriots, actually. This was the... It was in 2002, February 3rd, 2002, at the Caesars Superdome. Was it called that then? Now it is. Now it is. It was just called the Superdome at that time. So it was just, it was just the Superdome. It was strictly super... And uh, 72,000 people. George Bush did the coin toss with Roger Staubach, probably one of his favorite football players, being from being the president. Bush is from Texas, of course, big Cowboy fans. He's got a suite with, like, some people that I know at uh, Cowboy Stadium there. But anyway, the Rams were favored by 14 in that Super Bowl, and you already know who won. It's the beginning of the Tom Brady era. That's the first, uh, first Tom Brady Super Bowl, so yeah, big deal. Um, man, could you imagine taking the Patriots there by by whatever it was? What was the final score? Twenty to seventeen. Wow, can you imagine taking the Patriots if you're a betting man uh, by like two or three, like a spread of two or three on that? I mean, the Rams are favored by fourteen, so you already know those odds were pretty crazy. Like, think about. Uh, Think about, I mean, if the guy that I think made the biggest bet at uh, Caesars, actually speaking of Caesars, in Vegas, the guy, that, the gentleman that made the biggest vet, uh, bet, vet, I feel like I live in a vet lab, uh, but the guy that made the biggest bet um, was for $5 million, he put on the Patriot, uh, sorry, for this Super Bowl, put on the Bengals um, to win, uh, just the money line, I believe, and that was... Uh, whatever the, those odds are like uh plus what 130 or something um i forget what they are but anyway 5 million would get you like 12 million i want to say it's a lot of money i mean <laughs> that's just the money line too but uh it's it's like a you know really need that uh what's it called you you really need the um I don't know. The, the, you really need a, a big a big investment on this one if you're going to make any money. Um, on either way, I feel like the money line, because the money line, you don't really, generally, I don't think you make too much on the money line, but I could be wrong on that. It just depends. But I feel like the more you put down, the greater the payout. So obviously $5 million, you know, $12 million payout, you know, it's a pretty good day at the office. So um, that might be better than any day trading you could possibly do. But, uh, yeah, so I, but I'm just saying because if you look at the 2002 Super Bowl, uh, nobody knew who Brady was really. Everybody knew who Kurt Warner was. Everybody knew who Marshall Falk was. Everybody knew who Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt were, you know. 
But despite being favored by 14, um, you know, Bill Belichick had a plan. And uh, kind of like gambling this weekend, you guys have got to have a plan if you're going to put money on the Super Bowl. Don't go crazy and start doing bets uh, after you lose money to try to make up for it. That never turns out well. Um, so I just think, uh, you know, the Rams favored by 14. That Super Bowl, like the Rams are favored uh, tomorrow or Sunday. Probably by the time this comes out, it'll be tomorrow. But by Sunday, uh, by th- three and a half or is it four? Might be four. It depends which uh, which line you're looking at. But the Rams are favored by three, four, or five, depending on the line, alternate lines and stuff. But you know, I don't know, man. Like I was thinking about it, and it kind of reminds me of that Super Bowl because you have a first timer like uh, Tom Brady was in '02, and Joe Burrow. And and yeah, I was kind of hyped up this morning uh, with Boomer and the whole. FAN morning show on CBS Sportsnet. Everybody that watched CBS Sportsnet this morning knows that the entire cast wore Bengals stuff. And yeah, it's a big deal for Boomer because Boomer was in the Super Bowl as the Bengals quarterback the last time the Bengals were there. So it makes sense. But, you know, to me, like, I wasn't super sold and, and like, nobody wearing, like, certain attire is going to sell me. It's just the fact that I was... I was thinking about it, and, and yes, the Rams kind of look sexy on paper, um, and the way they've kind of managed their games, and that big Monday night blowout to, for the wild card game uh, against, uh, who was that against? the Yeah, the Cardinals, right? And they come back, they get a home game because they beat Brady, and then they come back and they beat the 49ers, yada, 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 they're here. Uh, well, they're in L.A. for the Super Bowl. So, to me, that's a big deal, and that's hard to do. Um Anytime you have to beat Brady on the road, um, you know, and then come back and play a really hot 49ers team who just beat Aaron Rodgers. So that tells you something. I mean, these Rams are really good. And you got veterans on the defensive side of the ball, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. So could those be the difference makers that put the, the pressure on Joe Burrow that he hasn't seen potentially? Eh. I thought maybe. The whole week I've been thinking maybe. I, I think that's what's going to happen potentially you know maybe the cinderella story stops with with the rams home field advantage yeah but who cares is the super bowl is going to be fans on both sides and then just a bunch of you know football fans um or people that want to go to the super bowl does not necessarily going to be the biggest home field advantage right so i'm thinking about it and it reminds me of the super bowl with the rams because the rams are heavily favored not that they're so much heavily favored in this super bowl but they are favored and you have a veteran quarterback like Matt Stafford. Not that Warner, Kurt Warner in 2002 was necessarily a veteran, but he was an older guy. I mean, because he came into the league pretty late. So he was a bit of an older guy at this time. Anyway, um, the young cat. The young cat uh, goes on to win and built something really special in New England and obviously eventually in Tampa Bay. But TB's retired. It's been a long time since so too. Could Joe Burrow be the next Brady? Not sure. Not sure. And, and is this the game to get over the hump? Not sure. But I think it could be. I'm really staying neutral on this, you guys. Like, I, I very much, and I've said this a lot with, like, politics and stuff over the years. But, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't voted since Ruben stuttered. But um, uh, I, I really don't want to pick a team. I won't have it. I just won't. I, I, I want to see a good game. And I don't care who wins, really. You know, a lot of people in St. Louis, um, you know, right down the road here are, are very like 
keen on this idea, like, we want revenge on Stan Kroenke, whatever. But as a Jew, I'm not a vengeful person. <laughs> I, just, I mean, uh, Rabbi told us not to be vengeful, and, and so I followed that, and I'm just not vengeful. Like, I could care less. Like, uh, you know, that, that sucks if you're a big Rams fan and they left, and, you know, F Stan Kroenke. Like, I get it. I get it. And I've said before, like, whatever, screw the Rams. But at the end of the day, like, they're a good team. And you got to feel for Matt Stafford, um, the way he's just carried himself over to success and come come out of uh, Detroit with some some drive, even at his age. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting Super Bowl for that reason. You have, like I said, the kind of savvy veteran and then the young cat uh, who was just a national – College, college football national champion, SEC championship champion, uh, and, of course, Heisman Trophy winner two years ago. So, I mean, this is a lot for Joe Burrow. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, if he – you'd have to say if he wins, he's the real deal. Like, there's no – you can't convince me that he's not because this is such a quick come up. I mean, uh, you certainly wouldn't say he's a bust, right? Like, many guys come into the NFL after they win the Heisman Trophy or – college football national championship and they they kind of don't do a lot right like the ryan leaf story we know some extracurricular stuff was going on everyone should listen to his podcast called bust the ryan leaf story well joe burrow hasn't been a bust i mean anytime you beat the chiefs like they did and you know the titans number one seed actually like they did um and then the raiders who actually were a pretty good team at that time uh, playing in the wild card game like they did that's a good quarterback at 20, what, 23 years old? I mean, that's a really good quarterback. So he's going to have a great career, I think. And I was actually going to talk, but Al, Al Dukes didn't say I was awake enough to talk about it. But, oh, well, I was going to say that I was going to, and maybe I'll call in on Monday. But I want to talk about this because I think it's interesting. Um, you have, like, your upper echelon of quarterbacks in the AFC. And... I think if Joe Burrow wins this game, he kind of goes straight to two. I don't, I don't think you put Patrick Mahomes down from one. But I think Josh Allen moves down to three if Joe Burrow wins this game. I think still Josh Allen's number two right now. He doesn't have a Super Bowl. He's number two right now. Joe Burrow gets that Super Bowl ring. You got to move him up right behind Patrick. That's just what I think. And that's what I want to talk to Boomer about. But... Um, and because I think that's so interesting, like you think about the top three quarterbacks in any league, and they're all good, but we've never seen this competition in the AFC like we've seen the past three years of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now Joe Burrow. So it's really, I mean, it's the AFC driven by good offense. Um, even though the Chiefs' defense obviously stepped up tremendously this year, and really surprised they lost still but you know like there's just in a league where there's few great quarterbacks like there is in the AFC those great quarterbacks tend to make long playoff runs and they have and so I think the top three right now you'd have to say those three but like I said I think the order gets very much rearranged if if Joe's able to win this game so I don't know it's interesting but um I could see it going either way. I really, you know, it'd be cool for the Rams. You know, it was fresh, fresh to L.A. just a few years ago and a brand new uh, stadium, you know. And that's such a cool thing, too, by the way. Anytime you christen your, your stadium, your brand new stadium with a championship, it doesn't happen very much. I mean, uh, Cardinals, 
St. Louis Cardinals, 2006. New York Yankees, 2009. Those are the two off the top of my head, and those are, happen to be, like, my two teams. So, um, and people are like, oh, well, those are the best teams. Are you? But, yeah, like, I have reason. I mean, obviously. So, um, I hate I hate naysayers. I just think I'm, like, a fair-weather fan. Like, you know, I still kind of like the Giants, for example. So, that's, that's like, the least fair-weather ever. Uh, but uh, you think about, you know christening in your stadium with the championship and plus the super bowl is extremely rare because you know you don't typically play the super bowl at your home uh stadium so the rams really have a great opportunity and that that will build them such a big fan base second biggest city in in the united states um what like third biggest in north america behind toronto new york and not many Rams fans. Uh, not many Rams fans at all. Most it's a Raider. It's a Raider city. Like to be honest, it's very much a Raider city. And you know, e- even like the Chargers. Now that they play there, it's you know, few and far between. Like the Rams and I mean the Ram- Yeah, the Rams and Charger fans. So it's a Raider city. And even a lot of folks in LA. Um, you know, if they have family in the Bay Area, especially when the Rams left, they didn't have a team. There's a lot of 49er fans in Los Angeles too. I noticed. So I mean, there's just. But it's mostly Raiders, and uh, I don't know, man. Like they've been able to play really well, get to that Super Bowl uh, three. I, I I said the other day it was two years ago, and it is technically two years ago, but it was three seasons ago when they played against uh, the Patriots when Brady was still there. Anyway, uh, I think that brought a lot of fans over. I think I think a lot of fans were converting from Raiders to Rams after that. But now going back, I think that's huge. You know, uh, it's going to draw a lot of excitement. You're going to see a lot of Rams gear in L.A. And, uh, you know, as an organization, they got to be pretty pretty damn pleased with that. So, anyway, let me uh, take a quick break and hydrate. And uh, then I'm going to talk about a couple of my favorite Super Bowls, the halftime shows that I enjoyed. Um, and what else? Uh, I don't know. We'll just we'll figure it out. <laughs> All about the barley. Uh, I love this song. Um, so yeah, I said the story about the uh, karaoke singer that was an American Idol singer slash karaoke singer slash dive bar singer, <laughs> and he was great. I really liked him. I wonder what he's up to. He was a ball. He was actually a member of the ball fraternity, so I couldn't forget him. Uh, he's doing well. Um, the ball fraternity. <laughs> it's not a real fraternity. It's just uh, like I said, Larry David's the president. It's a whole thing. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, the fields of barley, like I remember, uh, cause after I heard the song and granted I was like 18 or 19 and obviously the song came out in what, like 19, uh, let's see, like 94, 93, maybe, uh, some, sometime before, uh, well, when I was like two or three or four years old. And, um, so I had to kind of look at the lyrics a while back and I was just thinking, I'm like, is there a lot of barley fields in England? Uh, where's the fields of barley? And, and, and I don't think I don't think I um, researched this you know too in depth, but uh, I found there were a lot of barley fields in Nebraska. So I, I didn't I did notice that um, there was a lot of barley fields in Nebraska. 
And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in Lincoln, Nebraska, I got to say. Just today I heard about the, uh, what was it, the uh, Buffalo Wing uh, fanatic, Buffalo Wing competition winner. Uh, A native of New Jersey, this gentleman got pulled over in Nebraska with like, I don't know, something like... um, just a, a ton of, of illegal stuff. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Driving erratically in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then uh, something else happened in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, uh, somebody was named after, uh, what was it? Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. I found out that, uh, you know, my cousin was named after an actor in uh, from Lincoln that was a army, uh, what, what do you call it, special forces, like uh, army ranger, not Navy SEAL, but like close to that, um, whatever the army version of that is. And he was named after, but this guy was an actor after he was a army person. People know him from Diet Coke commercials. So interesting stuff. And uh, he was just like a model. I think like a lot of ladies knew him. And um, so anyway, never knew that, but learned that today. The guy from Lincoln, Nebraska, great actor. You know who else is from Lincoln, Nebraska, but was actually a St. Louisan? I believe he went to Peace Central. Um, a lot of people that I know went to Peace Central. Uh, this actor that I knew in L.A., and I forget his name. It's going to drive me nuts. I feel like it's Greenberg. Something Greenberg. He's actually from Nebraska, though. Is it Noah Greenberg? Something Greenberg. Um... Oh, Brian Greenberg. Yeah, Brian Greenberg. Uh, yes. For, oh, he's from Omaha. Sorry, not Lincoln. Excuse me. Always confusing my Nebraska cities. Um, never really been in Nebraska, but um, yeah, Brian Greenberg. So uh, he actually uh, could also be my cousin. Uh, he went to Peace Central. And, uh, you know, he, what, what was the, my favorite show he was in? A lot of people know him from the show with Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, uh, How to Make It in America. So How to Make It in America. Uh, it's funny I say America like a Texan. I don't know why I do that. Maybe uh, growing up listening to George Bush, George Bush speech, <laughs> President Bush speeches. Uh, that's funny. But, um, yeah, what happened? That show only got like two seasons and I was pissed because I really liked that show. It was kind of like the same HBO show era of uh, like Entourage and like what else was on at that time. Uh, it was kind of before some other shows that people know that I care not to mention. Uh, but yeah, How to Make It America is a really good show, and I don't know what happened to Brian Greenberg. I hope he's doing. I hope he's doing well. Um, but uh, oh, it was produced by Mark Wahlberg. Of course it was. Everything's produced by Mark Wahlberg. Um, but yeah, so cool show. Um, and Lincoln, Nebraska, lots of barley all around those parts. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, sting. So, so anyway, halftime shows at the Super Bowl. thing I was going to talk about. I think they've gone down. I think like, as far as entertainment goes, They've gone downhill. I mean, everybody was talking about the one with, was it Janet Jackson? Like, whatever Super Bowl that was. Because, you know, Justin Timberlake accidentally uh, did something, I believe, to her uh, dress. And that was crazy. Everybody's talking about that. I remember, like, going to school. 
on the school bus and people were like oh my god did you see that oh my god and we're like little kids and we're like yeah that was crazy and it was just it was like it was wild um but that was uh what super bowl was that that was not 2000 so i guess the last super bowl the rams have won last super bowl the rams won and it's kind of timely interesting how that all works out but because dick Vermeil just got um announced to be in the pro football hall of fame and they did like a whole thing on nfl network i believe with kurt warner who's an nfl network analyst now and he went to like present him with the notification like knocked on his door or something and that was dick Vermeil over uh, the, the head coach of the titans was jeff fisher at that time and then jeff fisher actually went to st louis was a was the st louis rams coach and i believe maybe even trans transitioned with them to los angeles and he transitioned too wait what no i don't i don't think jeff fisher transitioned uh <laughs> i think he still identifies as he him his uh i could be wrong i don't know but no uh, i was dick Vermeil over jeff fisher the rams were 13 and 3 that year wow and they went on to win 23 to 16 23 wow wow mj it's gonna talk about that maybe i will uh for a future podcast like my favorite athlete for black history month that i think could could do more for the community but just did by an example like not necessarily hands-on work but just led by example like on the court and like how to win how to talk to the media how to be cool with people that was michael jordan so i'll talk about that another day but anyway 23 23 for the Rams, 16 for the Titans, St. Louis. And uh, that's you know the last time the Rams have won at all. Um, interesting, too, for the economics, and I should have talked about this in my other cast, but this will be better. Um, the cost of a 30-second commercial for that Super Bowl was $1.9 million. Wow. Oh, Boomer called that game. Who knew? Boomer! Boomer called that game with Al Michaels and uh, somebody named Leslie Visser. I'm sorry, I don't know that person. Um, it's a female, maybe? And then Lynn Swan, of course. Lynn Swan was a legendary wide receiver for the Steelers and USC Trojan. Um, next year was, oh, yeah, I couldn't forget this one, Giants and Ravens. That was like Ray Lewis's favorite day of his life uh because well he kind of deserved it i guess he deserved this he, he deserved the ring he had a great career uh one of the best you know linebackers in the history um that was brian billick coach against uh you know jim fossil at the time for the giants and um you know the giants had a good year didn't really have a good quarterback Kerry collins and uh i don't know i, I mean i didn't think the giants were going to win at all even though i, I would have liked them to uh, most people in my family would have liked them too. I think I had like one aunt that was just like, probably didn't like, fo- she doesn't like sports. I don't think really. She likes hockey. Uh, she lives down in Florida now and she's like all about like anime and stuff. She's like an anime creator. Right. And, um, I remember her specifically and I was like a little kid then, right? Like what year was this? 2001. I was like 10 or 11 years old, 10 years old probably. And, uh, she said specifically, I, I want the Ravens to win because they're uh, purple unis. <laughs> and it was, fun. It was just kind of like, at that time, I realized people actually do decide on teams by their uniform. It's very important, the uniform. Um, but uh, that was a good Super Bowl. Um, well, not for the Giants, but for the Ravens, for, for Ray Lewis. It was played down in Tampa. It's actually 
really funny. Um, the the cost, so the cost, you know, slightly went up. You know, time value of money. Kids listening out there, time value of money is very important. Um, and so for a thirty second ad in this uh, Super Bowl, it went up to uh, two point one, two point one million, um, up you know two hundred thousand dollars from uh, the previous year. That halftime show, did I mention this? Um, Aerosmith, wow, Steven Tyler, great, uh, great roller coaster at Walt Disney World, which psh, nothing compared to uh, Universal after the age of fifteen, I believe, or you know maybe younger, depending on when you recognize where the best roller coasters are. Uh, but uh, also Britney Spears, whose money was still being managed by her father, I believe, at that time, <laughs> and Nelly. Oh man, uh, what a great halftime show! Nelly, Aerosmith, Britney Spears. Uh, Mary J. Blige. I say it like that because I remember my girl. My uh, I just remember going to a few sweet sixteens, and the girls were like talking about Britney Spears. You know, got that Brooklyn uh, Britney Spears. Love my Brooklyn girls. Hope they're doing well. Um, but In uh, Sync was also there. Wow. Can you imagine? That's a huge halftime show. We would never see that today. I mean, those are huge. Those are like blockbuster. That's what Nelly at Nelly at his prime. Britney Spears basically at her prime. Aerosmith and but Aerosmith's Aerosmith. They're always going to be kind of popular, especially Steven Tyler. Just his personality. Mary J. Blige, very big at that time. I mean, still very relevant, I think. But but at that time too, and In Sync was just like you know has everybody screaming like the you know girls and all the young women in attendance. Damn, that's crazy to me. That's such a big halftime show. Um, and then the next year, the next year, Rams got back. I believe Mark Bolger was the quarterback then, actually, for St. Louis. Tom Brady, like I said, his first year. Who was the halftime show? I already talked about it. Yeah, U2 was the halftime show. A lot of people, a lot of people disappointed. Somebody yelling down the block. Um, and then we have, uh, let's see, uh, 1.9 million. So the cost of commercials went slightly back down. Uh, interesting. Wonder why they went back down. Boomer also on the call for that one. Oh, on the radio side, yeah. The TV side was uh, Pat Summerall, John Madden, the late great John Madden, and Pat Summerall. Um, the following year, it was this uh, Raiders, Bucks, Tampa Bay under Coach. John Gruden, that racist bastard, and going up against the Raiders, who were heavily favored. All of Hollywood really wanted the Raiders to win. I remember the Super Bowl week that week. The Super Bowl week that week. They had, like, all these, you know, little shows on and everything. And I, I remember, like, all these uh, Hollywood people, you know, because the Raiders are big in L.A. and pretty much the whole state of California when they're good. And everyone's like, oh, Raiders by 15. Raiders by Raiders going to blow them out. You know, every, everybody they interviewed. Just like all, all these Hollywood people. Um, and lo and behold, Buccaneers had a great damn day. Warren Sapp on the defense. Uh, who, who was the running back? He was like a, was like a stocky white guy. <laughs> who was the running back? He was, uh, damn, I, I can never remember his name. Um, Mike Allstott, yeah. Crazy. That was a good. That was a really good Bucks team. Tampa two. That was when. Was when John Gruden created the Tampa two. I said I put down the wings. Uh, was working at Hooters. Founded the Tampa two. Um, 
and then he went on Monday Night Football, and then he came back and found we all found out he was a racist. So, but hope he's uh, you know doing whatever he's doing. Al Michaels on that call, John Madden as well, the late great uh, Lynn Swanee on that too, and then Boomer and Marv Albert on the radio side for that one. It was two point one million for the thirty second commercial. That's kind of the uh, uh, thirty day average, if you will. That's <laughs> thirty day average. That's kind of the uh, five five year moving average for the commercials. From what was that ninety nine to two thousand and three was two point one million. Um, a lot of money for commercials. So anyway, uh, Carolina uh, in New England. I remember this one. I was watching it at my uncle's house, I believe, uh, for this Super Bowl. In Houston at 04, Red Sox fans and Patriots fans just having the year of their life. I mean, could you imagine the Red Sox hadn't won it in so many God, so many years? And I, I don't like the Patriots, but it was just like I was tired of hearing about it, to be quite honest. Like, you know, the curse of the Bambino, this and that, you know, the green monsters uh, stealing, stealing home run balls for the other team. And, you know, I was just kind of tired of hearing about it, but... Whatever. So they, they won it all. And then a few months later, Tom Brady gets a second ring. So he's in the year five years, and he's got two rings already. That's crazy. Um, could Patrick Mahomes still do that? No, I don't think he could. I think this was his fifth year. Uh, regardless, you know, Patrick's going to have a great career. I don't care what people say, like, just because we lost, the Chiefs lost the AFC Championship. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Look, Bill Belichick, that was his second uh, Super Bowl, obviously, over John Fox, who was – people know John Fox. He went on to coach the Bears after he was done with Carolina. And then uh, I believe – or actually it was Denver and then the Bears? Something like that. John Fox is a legendary coach. Um, this halftime show, no slouch, Jessica Simpson – oh, God – Ocean of Soul. I've never heard of Ocean of Soul. Spirit of Houston. Never heard of Soul. No. Oh, that's a university because it was in Houston. It was their it was their marching band from University of Houston. Uh, and this was the Janet Jackson one. We have found we have we have arrived. Houston. We do not have a problem. We have arrived. It is. Uh, this was in Houston. This was uh, Nelly came back. Put on a little put on a little show with uh, the Kid Rock and uh, Puff Daddy and JT. Justin Timberlake, of course, because he's the one who really wanted to see one of Janet's nipples for some reason, and that was that. So that, that was a that was a decent Super Bowl, actually. Thirty-two twenty-nine was the final. Like I said, Patriots winning uh, their second uh, under Belichick with Brady. Uh, Boomer on the call again. What is with Boomer and the radio calls, man? That is crazy. We need to get him on the TV side for, for a Super Bowl. I'm tired of these radio calls. Um, and then Phil Sims had the. Uh, TV side with Greg Gumbel. So, good times. All right. Uh, the next year was in Jacksonville. Um, this was in 05. Year of the another curse breaking in, in Major League Baseball, Chicago White Sox. But um, I don't know if they had a curse. I don't think they technically – they don't have curses on the south side, all right? Uh, no, I think they did. A lot of people were saying it was the Shoeless Joe Jackson curse, right? And they won, they won it all, but the Bears were – couldn't unfortunately get there many Chicago very disappointed they wanted to have what Boston had the previous year they could not but the Patriots did come back um and that was an Andy Reid against an Andy Reid coach Philadelphia Eagles who were 13 and 3 very good year 13 and 3 that year 
Um, but I mean, this was when the Patriots were really starting to be the Patriots. Fourteen and two that year, going into the Super Bowl uh, in Jacksonville. Um, kind of a split crowd though, because there was a lot of Eagles fans. I mean, Eagles fans are crazy, just fanatical people. Uh, and that that was a good Super Bowl though. Twenty four to twenty one. Uh, in Jacksonville, Patriots obviously winning. And who was the halftime show? Let's see. There was no halftime. No, I'm just kidding. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. Band on the run. Hey, Jude. She's got a ticket to ride. What else did he do? He did... Uh, what, was the, what was the set list? Who was that guy? Uh, Mike and the Mad Dog. Uh, that, that old radio, sports radio show. Mad Dog was always obsessed with Bruce Springsteen's set list. I, you know what? I could, I could get in the set list. You know, I think, I think they tell a story because I do that with Dave Matthews. I, I often look at his set list. I'm like, oh, what do he play? That's a good song. All right, what do he play? That's good. Um, but uh, Paul McCartney, yeah, who could forget? Oh, this is the year it went up. Two point three million for that thirty second commercial. Inflation, inflation starting to hit. Oh five, okay. Um, and Boomer again on the radio side with. Marv Albert, uh, and then that was Joe Buck's christening into the radio or the uh, TV side of Fox covering the Super Bowl with uh, Joe and Troy. Chris Collinsworth back then was on Fox. He'll be doing it this year, of course, for NBC with Al Michaels. But um, that was a good Super Bowl. Yeah, the following year uh, was uh, oh. We're talking 06 now. We're talking the christening of Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. That was the first year of Ford Field. And I don't think this was when Matt Stafford was a rookie. I think he came into the league like the year, the, the next year or the year after because he might have still been playing. Shout out to UGA, the dogs. Matt Stafford was still in college the, at this time. But this was, uh, this was like, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Central. This was Ben Roethlisberger's year. This was Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis's. Get me that ring before I leave. And the Steelers won twenty-one to ten over the Seahawks. It was it was a decent Super Bowl. Bill Cowher, you know, great, great coach, Coach Cowher. Um, good for that team. They were only eleven and five that year. I mean, not the best year. Nothing fancy. Nothing sexy about that record. But they dominated the playoffs. I remember they were hungry. Troy Polamalu. Uh, like I said, Jerome Bettis, the bus, and um, just a really good team all in all. And, and kind of the beginning of Ben Roethlisberger dominating at least that division, if not, you know, second best in the league to, to Tom Brady. Um, wow. Inflation hitting hard again this year. $2.5 million for a 30-second commercial, so up 200000 from the previous year. Um and uh yeah al michaels john madden on the call there and next year we have colts and bears a lot of people remember this one it's lovey smith lovey smith tony dungy great to see it uh first time ever there's two black coaches uh you know in the super bowl against one another and that was the dolphin stadium miami gardens of course Peyton manning won the mvp the bears are nowhere to be found after i mean they they i think they I was a freshman in high school. I was watching it in some uh, someone's basement. It was a pretty cool little party, actually. Nice, nice little kicker, uh, but uh, it was cool. And um, 
Let's see. Let's see. I hope she's doing well, man. She was like, she was, she was a good, good little girlfriend. You know, for fifteen, at fifteen years old, you you want somebody to just like kind of chill. You know, somebody cool, somebody go over there and hang out, a little house party with the parents still upstairs. Everything's kosher. Everything's good. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> that, that was that Super Bowl. Devin Hester, after that opening kickoff, the Bears were nowhere to be found. I mean, so, yeah, big win for Peyton. Of course, that was his first Super Bowl. Coach Dungy's first Super Bowl. Um, halftime show was uh, Prince. No way. Prince and the Florida A&M marching band. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's a good marching band, too. Really good percussion section. I was in percussion, so I know. Uh, That's crazy. I mean, I wasn't really in percussion. But, you know, middle school, I, they, they put me on, like, timpani and triangle and stuff for a couple concerts. <laughs> uh, anyway, $2.6 million for commercial that particular Super Bowl. Uh, the next year was, oh, we already got into this. What was the, uh, yeah, Tom Petty for the Giants. Okay, next year, Steelers back again. Big Ben had to get number two, and that they did over the Arizona Cardinals. That was actually a really good Super Bowl. That was in, that was in Tampa, right? San Antonio Holmes on the MVP. Wow, who knew? He was a great wide receiver, one of the best. And speaking of Mad Dog, and uh, for all the Springsteen fanatics, uh, he did the halftime show with E Street Band. And this is when the cost of the commercials went to three million. 3 million. So, new milestone in uh, the year 2009. It was 2009. Uh, New Orleans and Indianapolis. That was uh, Sean Payton over Jim Caldwell. Sean Payton's first Super Bowl. Drew Brees' first Super Bowl. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Colts were favored by five and won by, what, 13, 14? That's pretty big, man. Imagine wagering on that game. Uh, and a great halftime show. Just a great Super Bowl all around. I was very happy for, for Drew Brees. I think he's a great quarterback and just such a great guy. I was Like I said, I was doing that show uh, for Nat Geo. And um, just being there with him and Keegan-Michael Key, just two total class acts. I mean, through and through, just really good dudes. And um, it was before Drew's last season. So, I, you know, who knew that Drew would... But you you could see it. Like, with him doing the show with Keegan-Michael Key, you were like, okay, this guy's going to be in the booth or at least, like, on an intermission report um, at, like, you know, the next season after he retires. He's just that talented. Um, So, anyway, big Drew Brees fan. They won that Super Bowl. The Who was the halftime show. The Who? Um, Who are you? Won't get fooled again. I think they did... uh, Who who else did they do? Um, They did... They did Pinball Wizard and Behind Blue Eyes. So, pretty cool. Uh, but the cost of a commercial this year, for some reason, went down. It was, like, in the ballpark of 2.5 to 2.8 million. So, no one's really sure. But, okay, the next year was the Packers and the Steelers. Packers won. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. That was a good Super Bowl. First year, Cowboy Stadium, I believe. Uh, down at, no, it was not the first year, but it was, like, one of the, I mean, it was the first Super Bowl there. Um, nothing really interesting about this one. Good halftime show. You know, Black Eyed Peas, Usher. All right, good times. Next, Giants and Patriots. So I'm like 44 minutes already. 
Um, Giants, Patriots. Yeah, this was the 2012 one um, where everyone was like, okay, yeah, Eli actually is legit. He won the MVP. Um, the Giants, actually, the Patriots were favored by two and a half. They were 13-3 and three going into this game. Giants were 9-7. Really had to fight for their right to partay. And that they did. Won the wild card. Got in there again. And just a great Super Bowl. Um, I was really pleased with that one. That was a good time. Really good time in my life. Like, I was pretty happy. I mean, we beat Kansas that year in basketball. So, yeah, I was a pretty happy guy. And this was maybe, like, right around that same week, actually. That was maybe one of the best weeks of my life. Uh, Giants over the Pats. Good times. Mizzou over KU with college game day in town. Jay Bill is down, hanging out. Man, could, I mean, what happened, by the way? I mean, I don't want to. People got mad the last time I talked about Mizzou basketball and how shitty we've, sorry, how poorly we've played and just the program's general kind of feel for the direction. And, and like, these, like, I don't want to say dogs. I think that's offensive. But, like, these people that were, like, uh, I guess they were, their, their job is to, like, hype up the Mizzou Athletics Department got mad at me and, and like, attacked me personally. And I, and, and I specifically said that before I said what I said about Kwanzaa Martin, that I think he should be let go. I said I would never attack somebody personally. I just think as a basketball coach, you know, maybe we need to start looking at other candidates, Kim English being my guy, but also Mike Anderson who might want to come back. You know, he's not doing the best over at St. John's. But don't attack me personally. I'm not – I love Kwanzaa. Like there's nothing I, – I have nothing against Kwanzaa. I just think we need to start winning so that we can be on the map, you know. Like college game day, when's the last time you guys have had game day here, you know. I'm sorry that I'm just trying to help. You know, don't send your, you know, after me. So, okay. Madonna featuring LMFAO, MIA, Third World Democracy, Nicki Minaj, and uh, CeeLo Green on that halftime show. Madonna in 2012, really? I guess for the old folks, you know, she's still kind of relevant, I guess. I don't know. It's a little bit past her prime, but uh, nonetheless, she was on the halftime show with LMFAO. And that's, like, really the year of LMFAO. Like, they may they may be, like, one or two and done as far as, like, years where they're relevant. I, like, I, I want to say, like, the freshmen and sophomores now especially, freshmen and sophomores, maybe not so much juniors, seniors. But the underclassmen now probably don't even know who LMFAO They probably know who LMFAO is, but they probably only know, like, one or two songs. Maybe. Maybe they don't even know who they are. I don't know. Um... MIA too. MIA really hasn't been relevant since then. Uh, next year, next year, uh, four million. We got over the four million hump in uh, twenty thirteen. Wow, this was the uh, Ravens and Niners one, where the Ravens won by three in New Orleans. Joe Flacco, the MVP of this one. That was crazy. That was Harbo. Uh, yeah, Harbo v Harbo. Harbo. Am I saying that right? I always say that wrong. Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh, right. And John won this one um, by three. And uh, the Niners are actually favored by four. Wow. So you really can't trust Vegas when it comes to uh, Super Bowl wagering, you guys, the uh, gambling people out there. Uh, Halftime show, pretty damn good one. Destiny's Child and Beyonce. Hell yeah. (laughs) Love that. Um, Destiny's Child, man. Really good band, and Beyonce. Um, 
What does Jay-Z do, by the way, when Beyonce's doing a halftime show? Is he just, like, up in a box kicking it, you think? Or is he just... Or is he, like, at home? Or is he just, like, I don't know, at the hotel? Like, what, what does he do when his wife's doing her thing? I always... Like, my wife, you know, doesn't exist. But if she did, she would probably be, like, a woman rabbi. And she would do, like, a sermon on Shabbat, like, tonight. Because I'm recording this on a Friday night. And I might, I might be virtually watching. I might be. Or I might be there in person, preferably. And I, But it's just, like... I just, I'm there, like, to cheerlead at that point. Like, right? Like, I'm like a male cheerleader. If my wife's, like, a strong woman doing her thing... And Beyonce's a very strong woman, like not only as like a female lead singer for like her own band, like literally just a single single artist, but she's very strong. Like she works out and stuff. I mean, I would say right there with Sierra, Beyonce and Sierra have to be one and two for like female artists that are just like getting in the gym, like you know, seven days a week. Like that's those those gals really. You know, and I won't say anything about Sierra or or, or Beyonce because they have very powerful husbands. But um, I just think that's awesome. I, I think, you know, that's what you aim for. Uh, cute is what we aim for. And, like, wives that actually work out is what we aim for. Yeah. So hope uh, hope is on the way. Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, Seahawks and Broncos the following year. That was the shit show of a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was, like, when uh, the snap went over Peyton's head and, and – uh, they proceeded to lose 43-8, to eight, I believe. That's when John Fox went out to Denver, was the head coach over there. Frat Carroll was the coach for the Hawks. Um, that halftime show, Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, what else? What else? The next year, was the next year any good? I don't know. Another Patriots, who cares? more pats um and then peyton's second von miller actually the mvp say uh peyton's second super bowl was this uh 50 broncos and panthers uh this one at uh, levi stadium in san fran lady gaga did the national anthem and the halftime show was coldplay beyonce bruno and mark ronson Huh. Well, that was a good one. I mean, I, I was happy for Peyton, I believe. That was uh, – but the Panthers actually had a better team that year. It was Cam Newton. That was a really good Panthers team. They were 15-1, and they were favored by 5.5. But, yeah, Peyton, the power of Peyton. And, by the way, the Super Bowl halftime commercial that year trumped any previous year from uh, 4 million in 2013 – it was then five million for that twenty sixteen Super Bowl. So three years goes up about a million bucks. It's a little bit of inflation, but also like I said, time value of money. Um and this was the one the Patriots came back in uh seventeen. Patriots came back and won that one thirty four to twenty eight. Um halftime show halftime show is Lady Gaga, so she's uh Luke Bryan to the national anthem, but that's funny. So they're like, oh, you know what? You know what, Gaga? You did a pretty good job uh, doing the national anthem last year. Why don't you come back into the halftime show this year, huh? What do you say? She's like, oh, that's cool. Then I'll do my movie in two years. And she's just like steadily moved up. Amazing. I, that's, that's always cool to see, though. I, I talk about that a lot. It's like when people move up, just like 
gradually, not even gradually, but just like incentives to uh, progress and build their brand. And man, say what you want about Gaga. She's, she's really done it. She's done a great job. Uh, the next year was Patriots and Eagles. Remember this was like the Eagles uh, first Super Bowl in years. And uh, this one was all the way up in Minnesota. Uh, Patriots were favored by five. Wow. Um, who was the halftime show? Oh, it, was, it was all JT. All Justin Timberlake for this one. Pink did the national anthem. You, you think they uh, maybe stayed at the same hotel, did a little uh, rendition of Friends with Benefits? Yeah? Justin Timberlake, did you see my film? All right, let's reenact it. Uh, your room, five minutes? Okay. And... Um, who knows? Maybe they got it on. Uh, then, then the next year was... I was in Los Angeles for this one. I was uh, watching a nice little party. It was the Rams and Patriots. Very, very low scoring. 13-3 to three pats. Um, Julian Edelman was the MVP. And any really any... But that was like... The MVP was like debatable that year. Everyone was like, oh, I don't know. Should Edelman get it? Should, should Brady get it again? Like... And it was just really up in the air. Antonio Brown, I think, was talking. Was he on the team then? I feel like he was. But, yeah, I, I watched it with, like, a lot of Patriots fans. And uh, in L.A. at that time, I, I think, and still probably in Los Angeles now, it's, there's a lot of Patriots fans. A lot of Bostonians make their way to Los Angeles. But uh, let's see. Halftime show. Oh, yeah, it was, like, Maroon 5, Travis Scott, big boy. It wasn't a bad halftime show. Um then the Chiefs uh, the next year, winning 31-20. Uh, the halftime show then was Demi, no, J-Lo, Shakira, Shakira, Jay Balvin, or who I think is there again this year, and uh, somebody named Bad Bunny. I, I don't know Bad Bunny. He's Puerto Rican, so I, I should know him probably, right? Um, but uh, Demi Lovato did the national anthem. Who doesn't love Demi Lovato? And this probably was before she went to re- rehab. And she's done a really good job speaking out about, like, you know, mental health and her addiction and how she's overcome so much. And I yeah, love Demi Lovato. Um, probably my favorite halftime show, though, in the history of halftime shows. Last year. Yeah, last year. The weekend. It was last year. And the Bucks prevailing, obviously. But... Um, that was a wild Super Bowl. I don't know, like, what the hell happened, but I guess because COVID, the attendance was way down. So it was 24,000. Wow. So this year is going to be a full house. I mean, and at a brand new stadium where it holds, like, nearly 100,000. So it's kind of funny. You go from 24,000 people in the crowd um, and an ICU nurse flipping the coin to represent you know first responders and it's a timely thing i get it but this year it's going to be more like past super bowls you're going to have like somebody big doing the coin toss you're going to have you know more than twenty thousand people there and, and hopefully not a lopsided score but maybe a lopsided score i don't really know i don't i just don't think it will be i, I think it'll be closer than people think well not, i think most people think it's going to be close but you have your people that i hear saying you know uncle craigie and the others Rams, Rams by 20, Rams by 30. I don't think so. I don't see it. I think it's going to be maybe, uh, you know, something like uh, 29 to 36 or like 39 or 37 to uh, 34. That's what I think. I think it'll be like 37, 34. 
30 to 34, you know, something like that. Uh, these, these are two good offenses. Um, they got where they were because they were able to score some points in times where they needed points. I mean, and on the Rams' defense, though, I will say they struggled. Brady came back in that second half in Tampa, nearly won that game. And the Rams most did most of their scoring in the second and third quarter, I believe, of that game, or maybe even first and second quarter of that game. If they do that again, man, I think the Bengals have a really good chance. So we'll see what happens. I just wanted to review some Super Bowls, talk about my favorite halftime shows. You already know the weekend's number one, but Tom Petty probably too. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably be driving for Uber, making sure everyone gets home safe, gets to and from their Super Bowl parties, and maybe if somebody invites me, you know, maybe I'll come in for a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but hope everyone, hope everyone has a good weekend um, at that, and uh, just, you know, be good, do good, and uh, I don't know. I won't say I won't say go Bengals. I won't say go Rams. Um, I don't know what I'll say really. I won't say much. But um, if you need a ride, you know, do that thing. Open up your app and uh, call on me. <laughs> <laughs>